Welcome to Money Mastery with Marshy. This podcast is for you if you're someone who wants to develop the mindset, the skill set, and the character attributes needed to grow yourself, grow your wealth, and ultimately master your money. I look forward to going on this journey with you. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to Money Mastery with Marshy. This is your host, Daniel Marshall. And today we are up to episode number 17 of the podcast. And today's episode is called My End of Year Financial Review. Now, this is a it's a newsletter that I wrote a couple of weeks back to my newsletter subscribers. And if you aren't on my newsletter subscriber list just yet, just head to danielmarshall.com.au forward slash newsletter to subscribe because I send out a lot of the podcast episodes are inspired from my newsletter that I put out each week. So on a Friday morning, I deliver a newsletter to my audience. And it's one of my highlights of the week. I really love creating these newsletters. And they always inspire me to create these podcast episodes and to dive deeper into what I share in the newsletter. So make sure you subscribe to that list. And also before we get into today's episode, one other thing that I just want to mention is coming up in February, I'm going to be running the next round of the 21-Day Fix Your Finances Challenge. Now, this will be round three of the challenge. I ran two, I ran, I ran two sorry, in 2023, and they were a really big hit. Um, all the members that went through this challenge got sensational results, and over 100 people now have gone through the 21-Day Fix Your Finances Challenge. So if you're keen to kick off the year, get your finances on track, then I know this challenge is for you. So all you need to do is go to my Instagram at Daniel G. Marshall, click the link in my bio, or I'll also put the link into the show notes on Spotify as well if you're keen to join it. But it's 47 bucks, huge value, and it's always good fun. So that is it about that part. Let's get into this episode though. So today, the end of year financial review. Now, this is again a ritual that I have done for the past five years now, four or five years. And I just find it very powerful to do at the end of the year. Again, again, going on about, you know, I've recently written about reflection letters and intention setting that I do at the end of the year and rituals to begin the start of the year. This is another one of those rituals and habits that I've developed that helps me reflect on our numbers in personal and business finances, where we're going, how far we've been. And it, I just find it such a valuable exercise. And I'd highly encourage yourself to develop some type of annual ritual around your financial numbers. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you beat yourself up when you see your savings or your emergency fund get drained? Is that you? Because this is a theme that I've seen in a lot of the people and the clients that I've worked with and coached. What happens is a lot of people measure their financial health and their success on this one measurement, being the balance of their savings account or their emergency fund. Now, when they see their savings or the emergency fund goes up or going up, they feel great. They feel abundant. They feel great. And I'm sure you can probably relate to that too. But when they start to see their emergency fund or their savings start to go down, they start to feel stressed. They start to feel 
worried. They start to feel anxious. Does this sound familiar at all? Because I totally get it. I've been there myself. And actually in 2023, we saw our emergency fund and our savings get decimated. Like no joke, they they went down. It was 61% for the year when I did my annual review. So 61%. And it was very painful to see. And during November, it actually sent me into a negative mindset. And I started to operate from a state of fear and doubt, which is not a good place to operate from. And it's not a good place to make decisions from. You should never make decisions when you're in that state of fear and that state of doubt. Now, I teach these things. I preach these things all the time. But even I can be vulnerable to external influences because what I was letting letting happen there was, and I've spoken about this in, I think, episode three of the podcast, was I was looking at the external results, the lack of money in the bank account or the bank balance going down. I was looking at that external result and I was letting it dictate how I think, which then made me think not great, which then made me feel not great. And it put me into a really low vibration, into a low frequency, which means the actions that I was taking were not aligned with what I truly wanted. The the actions that I was taking were fear-based. So my whole vibration, my whole frequency was in a state of fear. Now, I've been there before. I know how to get myself out of this because of the tools that I've learned and the mindset that I've developed and habits I've developed over time, but we can still slip into these patterns. And this is a big thing that I help my clients with and help the people that I teach with as well. So I knew to get myself out of this negative spiral, out of this negative mindset of fear and doubt, I had to shift my perspective. I had to stop focusing on this one number and letting it dictate how I was thinking, how I was feeling. So what I had to do was I shifted my perspective to the bigger picture of our financial health. Because the truth is, your financial health is not just the balance of your emergency fund or the balance of your savings account. And yeah, I've seen this so many times in people that I've worked with that like that's that's the only number for them. And if you're only looking at that number, if it's not going up, you're going to feel like a failure all the time unless it's unless it's going up. But if it's not, you're going to feel like shit. You're going to feel like a failure. And that is no way to operate. And that is not how you build a winning mindset. I remember back on a podcast, it might have been with Chris Williamson and Alex Hormozzi, perhaps. It might have been that interview. But I remember Hormozzi saying something along the lines of, the more ways you measure, the more ways you can win. Let me say that again. The more ways you measure, the more ways you can win. Straight away, when he said that, that hit home for me because I'm a big believer in that philosophy. You know, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your business, when it comes to any area of your life that you care about. So for me personally, I've been tracking stuff for years. Now, I, tra- I track many different areas of my finances and my business. Um, and not just finances and business, things that I care about. You know, I track every year in my diary how many alcohol-free days I've had in the year. I track how many cold showers in a row that I've had. And actually, just of just recording today, it'll be day 1,636 cold showers in a row. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm serious about my tracking. Even at the gym, I'm the guy at the gym that brings a notepad and a pen and I track my sets and I write it down. But the thing is, you know, when you track progress, when you put that level of detail and care into something, it's going to grow and it's going to expand. Same is true for your finances, same is true for your business as well. Now, going back to that quote, the more ways you measure, the more ways you can win. Because I 
track and measure so many different things in my life from finances, business, health, other things like that. It means there's so many ways that I can win. There's so many ways I can feel like a winner depending on what measurement, what tracking I'm looking at. So I don't just measure my success solely on how much cash we have sitting in our bank accounts. And this is an important message and an important perspective that I teach my clients. You know, just to look at the bigger picture, to look at other things that you can also track, which give you some some understanding of your overall financial health. And then most importantly, track, track, track. Because again, we track what we care about. And what we care about grows if we give it the time and the attention. So I want to share with you this end of year financial review process that I do at, you know, it's in the early, it's in the first week of January when I'll do this, like once the 31st of December, all the numbers have settled. It's what I do in the first week. And in that first week of Jan, I was absolutely getting my geek on. You know, not everyone is into the numbers and the Google Sheets or Excel as much as I am. Uh, but I, I definitely do enjoy tracking and geeking out. And it's not always, if you don't enjoy it right now, that's okay. But I guarantee over time, if you develop these kind of habits and you start to see progress, you will learn to love it. It's just like when you see progress in any area of your life, you'll get addicted to it and you'll want to keep tracking. And the more that you do it, the, the just the more progress that you can see. And it really, yeah, it feels rewarding. It feels fulfilling when you can kind of look back and see how far you've come. So yeah, this was the process I started back in 2019. And it's evolved each year as I've evolved my processes and as I've evolved as a person. And it's quite similar to a monthly net worth update, but on an annual basis. But what I measure is a little bit different. It's a little bit different. And basically with my end of year annual review process, I break it down into two areas. So into personal finances and business finances. Now for you, if you don't have a business, that's okay. You just do your personal finances and it's going to be fairly simple. So on the personal finance side of the equations, these are some of the things that I track on an annual basis. So the total income for the year that we earned, the total expenses for the year. Now, a little insight here, actually. 2023 was the first year I went, I went, um, I went into more detail in 2023 than I have ever done before. I was I actually never used to be one to literally track everything, but in 2023 I did, and it was very, very insightful. And it's why I also get my clients now to do a monthly end of uh, a monthly income versus expense review at the end of each month and do it over a year because it gives you so much insight. So with the annual review, I see how much income actually came in and how much went out for the year. I also track our total passive income from shares for the year as well. Had a great year in 2023, some big gains um, in shares, which is really nice. So we track the passive income from our investment property for the year. We track how much cash and savings we have across all of our accounts. We track the balances of our superannuation. We track our the balance of our share portfolio, what the value of that is. We track the value of our crypto portfolio. Uh, we track the the balance of our investment property. Uh, we track our net worth as well. And we also track how much we invested for the year as well, because 
probably two of the most important things for me, the numbers that I really care about is these ones are more input. So these aren't um, lagging measures. These are leading measures. And two of them are, number one, how much we invested. Because again, to build financial independence, you've got to be investing in assets over time. So that's why it's really important for me to track that leading measure, which is how much we invested. And a couple other ones, which I also track, which I'm more put in the business finance side of things is how much we donated. I have a rule that 5% of all revenue from my business goes towards meaningful causes. So I track that number. And I also track how much we invested into personal development uh, for the year as well, because again, you, you can invest in assets, which are going to appreciate in time. But at the end of the day, you are your greatest asset as well. So I want to be investing in us because we are the golden goose. We lay the golden eggs. So that's the ones for personal finance. Now for business finance, these are the ones that I track. So I track the total revenue for the year. So all the money that came in, I track the total revenue after tax, after GST, GST has been paid. I track our total expenses for the year. And once again, like personal finances, I, I track all the money that comes in and out. So for the whole 2023, I can see exactly how much has come in and exactly how much has gone out in all the different categories that I have. So I also track the profit for the year, which is simply you know the revenue take, the expenses. I track the average monthly revenue for the year. I track the monthly recurring revenue as of the 31st of December, which is MRR. And if you're in business or if you're looking to go into business, this MRR is a very important number to track as well, your monthly recurring revenue. Because the thing is, when you're an employee, generally your income is going to be quite consistent. And that's why people love being an employee because it's very reliable. It's very consistent. Money is coming in. But when you go into business for yourself, you'll if, and if you are in business, you'll notice it can sometimes be like the feast and the famine. There can be big months. There can be small months. But it's really important to put a focus on building your recurring revenue in your business so that there's more reliable, there's more steady income coming into your business so that you can operate from a more neutral energy level and you're not always operating from you know, a place of real abundance or a place of real lack and fear and scarcity because it's a low month. So it's an important number to track. And then once again, for the business as well, I've got what I spoke about before, how much we donated, which is a leading measurement and how much we invested in personal development. Now, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that I track on these sheets as well, but these are some of the main ones for the annual review. So as you can probably hear and appreciate, there are a lot of different areas with personal and business finances that I track and measure, which once again means there are so many ways that I can win the game. Now, if I had only tracked the balance of our savings, then I would feel like the biggest loser right now. Because like I mentioned earlier on, our savings from this time to last year are down 61%. That's, that's a lot. So our savings did get quite depleted last year because there was some different external circumstances going on in our life, which meant we had to dip into it. But the thing is, I'm very grateful that it was there. If it wasn't there, then you know who knows what could have happened. So I didn't just choose to focus on that number only because there were so many other great things from our annual review. And when I shifted my focus to one of the other metrics, one of the most important ones that I really care about, which is our net worth, you know, I could see that since I started this in 2019, our net worth has actually tripled. 
over the past four years of tracking. So it's tripled. That's that's incredible. So even though our savings are down 61%, that has still tripled. And the reason I love the net worth, it, it really gives you an overall picture of your financial health. It's not the only thing. Income and expenses is the other really important part of the equation as well. But the net worth is the other important aspect. So I, I feel like probably the two most important things for your fi- overall financial health is having an understanding of your net worth, tracking that, and having an understanding of your income versus expenses and tracking that. They're, they're going to give you the most insights into your financial health right now. And fin- the net worth is great because it does show you the bigger picture and it not only takes into consideration the balance of your emergency fund or savings, it also takes into consideration your investments. Now, your investments can work way harder than your savings. And the more that you start to invest, the more that you put into assets, the faster your your net worth is going to grow and your wealth is going to grow. And that's the reason why we, our net worth has tripled over the past four years because of our investments. It's not because of how much money we've saved. It's because we invest consistently, ritually, into cash-producing assets that grow over time. Far more than that you're going to get in a savings account. So that's one of the secrets to, to building wealth and building financial independence. And the other part of the net worth equation is also your liabilities. So what you owe. And again, your net worth or your wealth is going to be growing when your savings are growing, when your investments are growing, and when your liabilities are reducing. So there's different parts of the equation. So this end of year financial review, it's an exercise I highly recommend giving a go at some stage. Now, I know we're a little bit into January January now, but that's okay. Start with what you've got. And if you've never done anything like this before, if you haven't tracked your net worth or you don't know your income versus expense numbers, you know it will be a little bit challenging to get some of the details, but just start with something. Like I didn't have as much stuff as I do now back in 2019 when I first started this annual review process. But each year I've gotten a little bit better. My processes have evolved a little bit more and it just keeps getting better and I keep getting new awareness and I just love seeing how things are progressing. So the thing is, when you first start a process like this, whether it's tracking your monthly income versus expenses, whether it's tracking your net worth, doing an annual year review, when you first do it, you actually only have one data point. And when you have one data point, it doesn't doesn't have much meaning. It shows you a snapshot in time of where you are right now, but it's really hard to, you can't really see where you've been just yet. It's just a snapshot in time. But the more data points that you enter as time goes on, whether it's on a monthly basis, a yearly basis, the more valuable these types of exercises become because you can look back and appreciate how much progress you've made. Because here's the thing, if I, if I wasn't doing this, if I wasn't tracking these numbers, I would have no idea that our net worth would have tripled over the past four years. And to be honest, if I hadn't been tracking this and putting the focus on it, it wouldn't have tripled because I know that what you focus on expands. And when you focus on your finances, things are going to improve. That's just how it works. So if you want to give this process a crack, um, you, you, I actually created just a small little template that you can download to start your annual review process. So this newsletter that I wrote a few a couple of weeks back on the annual review, there's a link in there to download an end of year financial review template. So if you go to my website, danielmarshall.com.au forward slash newsletter, and just click the article that says my end of year review, you'll be able to open that up, download the template, go click file, make a copy, and then you can complete this yourself and you can make it your own because your situation 
is going to look different to our situation. And if you do have any questions on how to complete this exercise or anything else, you know, feel free to, to email me through, through the newsletter or reach out to me on Instagram at Daniel G. Marshall because, again, I don't want this podcast just to be, to be me talking at you guys. I want this to be a conversation between us. And the better questions you ask, the better answers I can give, the better people that I can get on as well. So let me know how you go with that exercise. So to leave you with a quote that I saw on Twitter recently from the legendary leader, John C. Maxwell, he said this, investing time into reflecting, reviewing, and planning for the coming year will significantly shape your success in the year to come. So invest some time to reflect. Invest some time to review the year that's been. And invest some time to plan the coming year, to set your intentions, to set your goals, so that you can make this year, you can make 2024 the best year you have had yet. That is it from me today, Legend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram story. Tag my page at Daniel G. Marshall. And I'll look forward to talking with you next week. Have a great day. Thank you for investing your time and energy in today's episode of Money Mastery with Marshy. If you enjoyed this episode, if you received value from this episode, then click the subscribe button so you can be the first to know when new episodes drop. I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode.